1: It's Tuesday, November 15th. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download Podcast, brought to you by SteamFitters, Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. It's a day DC area residents, and more specifically Dulles International Airport travelers, have been waiting on for years, if not decades. Okay, one, two, three, silver! And with that, the ribbon was cut, opening the Silver Line Extension and Metro Rail service all the way to Ashburn, Virginia. WTOP's Nick Ionelli went to the new Dulles Metro Station for the opening ceremony.
0: When you walk into it, you walk past Metro employees who were shaking around bright silver pom poms.
1: Thanks for joining us. I'm Luke Garrett. Megan Clorty is off today. The phrase better late than never really comes to mind here as the Silver Line now takes Metrorail passengers deep into Loudoun County, four years behind schedule. But this long and winding road to the finish line really didn't blunt the excitement at the opening ceremony at Dulles International Airport. WTOP's Nick Ainelli was there. He joins us now. And Nick, you've had a busy, cold and rainy day. Thanks for being here.
0: Oh, no, thank you for having
1: me. Now, the guest list at today's event was pretty impressive. Senators Tim Kaine, Mark Warner were there, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, and the Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, but more important than who was there, what did they say about this silver line, line really
0: opening? What does it mean? What they really said was this is a huge moment for transportation and for people who are just commuting to their jobs. This metro will allow the father who's working two jobs to get home in time, to see his kids' soccer game. So, in other words, it's a big day for Northern Virginia with all of the people going to and from work every day, and it's a big day for the region because, as everybody knows, the nation's capital, this area, gets travelers from all across the world, millions and millions of tourists and employees coming from other countries, coming over here, they're going to have this brand-new option of taking a train straight from this international airport right into D.C. If they want, they can take it right <laughs> from Dulles International into D.C. And guess what? They can take it to Reagan National Airport, too, if they need to go to a different airport. So it's it's a whole new interconnected part of this transportation network in the D.C. region. And all of those local, state, and federal leaders that you that you mentioned, they all said essentially that same thing. And Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who is a relatively new person in D.C., as everybody knows, he ran for president the last election cycle. Uh, he he's here, and you know he's saying that this is just a great thing. And I think
1: all of us in the DMV have that experience of a friend saying that they're uh, coming to, to Washington, they're flying in, and you're so excited, I can't wait. I'll be there to greet you when you come. And then there's that little pause. Wait a minute, which which airport did you say you're going to be? coming to <laughs> awkward pause no more because it will be
0: easier no matter what he said this is another one of those where he's new to it just as he was when he was mayor he's new to a project but he's going to cut the ribbon with a whole bunch of people who came before him who were involved in this really substantial and really long-lasting project.
1: Mm, that speaker list was really long. And, you know, CEO and GM Randy Clark is also relatively new here, but he's now kind of the head of the show. He was emceeing. What did he say and what was his kind of vibe, for lack of a better word?
0: Yeah, he's a fresh-faced kind of guy. He uh, He's a lot different from the former Metro GM. Uh, he uh, Not to say the former Metro GM is bad in any way, sure. but this, this guy's got a lot of energy. He seems like he might be a TV show host of some kind. He has that kind of charisma <laughs> when he was up there on the microphone. We're ready to celebrate riding the silver
1: line and Brian for you. All right. There we go. Thank you, everyone.
0: He knew how to handle a crowd. He knew how to look on camera and uh, he did a good job and he threw in a few jokes too. You know, maybe, maybe as the day wore on in the cold weather, maybe he didn't need to do that, but uh <laughs> But, yeah, it was really, really a high-energy event. And when you walked into it, you walked past Metro employees who were shaking around bright silver pom-poms. Wow. So they turned, they turned Metro employees into cheerleaders. It was that kind of day. I'm new to this region myself, Luke. I'm, I'm from Wisconsin, and when I say new, I've lived here for about 10 years. <laughs> Relatively, and, you're right. And I, I use the word new because this project has been going on for decades. Mm. So so uh, when I was there, I, I could sense that this was just something that so many people have been working so hard on for so long. And you mentioned that there were two U.S. senators there, the Virginia U.S. senators. Uh, Mark Warner, in particular, he told a group of reporters, he said, this is not supposed to take this long. Mm. you know, in, in America, it's not supposed to take this long to build something like this but at the same time he said now that it's done, it's just a really big celebration.
1: Right, and I was going to ask about that, you know, there's all this pomp and circumstance you know, but was there kind of like a sober recognition that wow, this has taken a long time
0: Oh, of course, and when you look at the station at Dulles International Airport I'm sure many people who are hearing this will eventually see it it looks like a futuristic kind of it's almost like a cathedral. I know that one of the speakers mentioned that it looked like a cathedral, and I looked around after they said that, and mm. I said, wow, it really does look kind of like that. It is a gorgeous-looking structure, gorgeous-looking addition to the Dulles International Airport. It doesn't look anything at all like the other stations on the metro system in that it is just really brightly lit. It looks like you're walking in to Like an office building, a really expensive office building that looks really nice. It doesn't look like a train station necessarily. And when you look at all of that and you think about all of the decades it took, all of the delays, and all of the red tape that Mm. it takes to get something like this up and running and then ultimately finished. Yeah, it is a celebration and it is a recognition of how much work and how many years went into this. Mm.
1: Okay, so let's say I am... A D.C. resident, you know, I don't use Metro a lot, but I do fly out of Dulles a lot. Now that it's open, what do I kind of need to know to be able to take Metro all the way to my flight?
0: Yeah, Metro says it's going to take about 50 or so minutes to get to the Dulles International Airport from Metro Center. Mm. So that's right in the heart of D.C. So it's going to take like 50 minutes of so about an hour, let's say, give or take an hour to get out there to Dulles International Airport. If you're at Reagan National Airport, it'll take you more than an hour. Metro estimates that's about 62 minutes from Reagan National Airport to Dulles, which when you think about it is not too bad. If you're going to be sitting in traffic, I mean, try doing that in a really heavy rush hour period. You're probably going to spend a lot of time in traffic. You're going to be stuck staring at brake lights. Nobody likes to do that. So you're going to be moving across in a train that's much more convenient and a much better ride. And when you get to Dulles International Airport, there's this underground walkway between baggage claim and the station. And that when you walk into that station, I was saying it looks so bright and so shiny and so new. It's just such a nice area. And you, you take a walkway that looks like a, again, just a really nice and new walkway. You go into the airport and that whole transition between the train, the walkway, baggage claim, that's about a five to 10 minute walk right there.
1: Mm. And not to mention, you you talked about kind of time saving with the traffic, but also money, you know, parking at Dallas is not cheap, nor is taking an Uber there, you know, as a lot of people do. Um, so it's also kind of an economic win, probably for the region or riders, I should say.
0: Right. And just to give a personal anecdote, just just popped into my head. I was at Dallas International Airport. I was coming in from a flight. From Seattle a number of years ago and my flight had been delayed by several hours hmm. and I was supposed to get to Dulles International Airport really really early in the morning w- way before rush hour but because it was uh, delayed my flight landed at Dulles International Airport right in the heart of rush hour and this was pre-pandemic actually it was a few years ago so it was It was jammed on the roads. Mm. So I had this delayed flight, landed at Dallas International Airport, really tired. It was a long flight from Seattle. And then I'm stuck in the heart of rush hour traffic, which was exactly what I did not want. Had this train been here, that's a better option. I would have much rather been on a train moving across the tracks instead of being stuck in gridlock traffic going from Dallas International Airport. In my place in Montgomery County, so that's just one of those personal stories that I'm sure tens of thousands of people will eventually have. There's going to be a time when you're at Dallas International and something like that's going to happen, and you're going to go, "Wow, you're right! I can go on a train now. Right? I don't have to sit in traffic anymore, and that's that's going to be a positive thing for a whole lot of people."
1: Right? I mean, the idea made so much sense; it just took so long to get here. You know with all this energy behind this silver line fully being opened you know ahead of metro are still a lot of hurdles there's big budget shortfalls you know they're gonna have to figure out how to get ridership back pre-pandemic they're still 65 percent below did any leaders mention that or is today mostly about celebrating the silver line
0: yeah they don't want to talk about that today but you are right this is a tough time for metro there are so many people working from home The estimate is something like 40 percent of D.C.'s region's workforce now works from home on a typical day. Mm. And that that's all after the pandemic. There was a lot of teleworking happening before the pandemic. As we all know, the covid pandemic supercharged the ability of people to work from home, the desire to work from home. And we see that even in the radio business. We talk to people over the airwaves who are in their cars during gridlock. And we hear from people, it's just not the same gridlock that there used to be. And Metro officials are noticing, and they have been noticing for a couple of years now, things are not the same on the rails. So today there was that celebratory atmosphere. Hooray, we got this done. Mm. But underneath, yes, you're right. They didn't talk about it very much in their speeches where they were thanking everybody, for their decades of hard work, getting this up and running, getting this finally finished. They didn't talk about the serious struggles of the rail system. They have to overcome this major dip in ridership. And will it come back? We don't know. Like I said, in the radio business, we pay attention to people on the roads to gridlock. We pay attention to that. We don't know. Nobody knows if this massive influx of people working from home will last Will it last one year, two years, or forever? Nobody knows. So it's a time of uncertainty, perhaps even some fear within Metro leadership. What are they going to do to make up that shortfall that just happened just in a few years? The pandemic hit us all. It hit Metro really hard. And now they have to figure out how to deal with it. And that's a pretty short amount of time to have to figure out something right when the problem happens. Now you got to figure it out that's what they're dealing with you're right about that they didn't talk about it today because it was a party essentially right but yeah they got some serious financial issues to deal with and they have to understand how they're going to survive and continue in a world where potentially they don't have nearly as many commuters on the rails as they did before the pandemic
1: Mm. well nick i hate to end on kind of a sad note but thank you for bringing us kind of to this opening ceremony of the silver line and telling us what it means
0: Hey, just remember that they had pom-poms. They were waving them around. <laughs> Don't be sad, okay? It was a big pom-poms. party. It was a, it was a lot of fun today.
1: Thanks, Nick. All right, thank you. And coming up after the break, you probably know someone who really wants to go to that Taylor Swift Eras tour. Well, the pre sale started today, and we talked to someone who got tickets. Yes, they got tickets to the concert. She tells us how. Stick around.
0: Search American Nightmare Podcast on all podcast platforms.
1: And before we go, joining us in the DMV Download Podcast Studios, Jessica Kronzer, digital editor, but now a kind of celebrity in the newsroom because she got Taylor Swift tickets this morning. Jessica, tell us about this process and how crazy it was.
2: Well, this was a stressful process from the start, but I am beaming at the moment that I did actually get <laughs> tickets.
1: But- You're sounding really cool.
2: Yes, I think at the moment I've, I've cooled off, but yes. there was definitely some adrenaline. There were some sweaty palms, <laughs> um, I'd say, starting around two hours before the pre-sale. Yes. Um, you got to log into the waiting room 30 minutes ahead of time. Ugh. Then you sit and you just walk it, watch it tick down, Yeah, tick down. And then eventually it lets you in, and then you see how many people are in front of you. So I had 2,000 people in front of me. Wow. So I just had to sit there and watch them all get their tickets. And I don't know which seats they're buying. Right, And then eventually I got into where I could pick what ticket I wanted. And I was in that mode for about 40 minutes, I'd say, just trying to find available tickets. Wow,
1: just clicking, 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 just clicking. Just
2: clicking, 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 clicking. And just I would click to buy something and it would give me an error. It yeah. gave me an error like over and over again, <gasps> as I'm sure lots of other people had the same experience. Totally. And I was just sitting there wondering if I'd ever get anything at all. I did get through once. I clicked purchase. I put in my bank account information, and then it just 404 four error page. Wiped just out. Wiped out. Oh my and I had God. to start all over again, no. not knowing if I was, like, ahead of anyone else. Right. Not knowing, kind you know, where box. I was going like, to be. Like, you have
1: no idea what's happening.
2: Oh, totally. I felt so in the dark.
1: Whoa. Um, I was
2: definitely expecting it to be slow, but I don't think I was foreseeing, like, all the error pages and just having to decide, do I wait this out? Do I refresh? Yeah. If I refresh, am I losing it all? But you got them. I got them. I got four tickets. <laughs> I'm going to go with my boyfriend and my sister and her boyfriend. Nice. So it'll be a little double date action. Boom. Where All are you going? Where are you seeing her? We're going to Philadelphia. Wow. So, the, the closest possible show. Yeah. Which, you know, I wish she was coming a little closer, but it'll be an adventure. So. Yeah.
1: And for those who don't know, so this is the Eras tour. You know, Taylor Swift just released her album Midnights, which was, you know, very well accepted. And. Along with it she announced this huge tour. She hasn't gone on tour in years and there's such pent up demand that you know when she announced this this tour there was uh, just a whole process. You had to like si- you had to sign up for a pre waiting list and then like I got a I got an email saying you're on the waiting list but you got that special link that says like you're you know you're able to go for it. Are you bummed that she didn't come to DC?
2: I was a little sad she didn't come to DC. I'm not sure if I should be blame, blaming Dan Snyder of the Commanders. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should just be blaming the general infrastructure that we don't have a stadium that's quite as large. Right. Um, I don't know who to blame. I'm trying not to blame anyone and just be happy that I've got the tickets. <laughs> you know, I'm in, I'm going to see her. Um, the stress is over now. I just get to plan my adventure to Philly.
1: Yeah. And for those who, you know, might not be fans themselves and might not understand why Taylor Swift garners such appreciation and love give us a hint why, why is she so important to you
2: i think she has a knack for kind of putting things into words that people struggle to put into words mm. and i remember being a young girl i hadn't dated a single guy um, maybe at the most had a crush and i'm sitting there and i'm feeling that heartbreak along with her whoa and i think people who've grown up with her like that it's a very like emotional thing and it is a parasocial relationship she doesn't know most of us yeah. at all. But it certainly feels like we know her because the songs are so personal mm. and we've grown up with her. You know, people even kind of develop these feelings of anger towards her exes because right. they're like, oh, I know John Mayer did this to her right. because of this song. And I know Jake Gyllenhaal did this to her. But Harry Styles, he's okay. You know, <laughs> he's one of the good exes. Um, so people almost get vilified in that way. Yeah. There's a lot of like strong emotion, both positive and negative mm. i think because of it
1: and her music has done that so consistently over the years so she's been a- along with all these people and you
2: yeah and even over genres you know you have to remember this is someone who started out as a country star and now she's like one of the biggest pop stars, if not the biggest pop star in the world. Wow. Um, and I think it's pretty incredible. I'm sitting here wearing a Taylor Swift cardigan, actually.
1: <laughs> I was going to ask.
2: Yeah, my good luck charm this morning. <laughs> I also listened to one song from each album in honor of wow. the Ayers tour on my way into work.
1: <laughs> Total, it, the ritual worked. The it ritual worked. worked. Wow. Well, we're so happy that it worked. And just have a great time when you see her in uh, Philly.
2: Thank you so much. And good luck to you in getting tickets eventually.
1: Fingers crossed. Well, that'll do it for us today on the DMV Download. We're brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. Our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate this show if you get the chance. Let us know how we're doing. Good or bad, really let us know. You can also find us on social media where we're posting content every day. We're also at dmvdownload.com. The DMV Download podcast is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at wtop.com, and on the WTOP News app. Wish me luck and have a good night.